to Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Way 94 with Dr. Edith Davis. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, we've been on this journey about how to prepare for the great wealth transfer. And before that, we talked about the awakening, one, two, and three. We talked about, of course, um, how to divorce-proof your marriage. And then I also had some special insights, revelations that were sprinkled in between. But I want to, once again, continue our discussions in preparing for how to prepare for the great wealth transfer. So as I told you earlier, God had given me this 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 word, this revelation back in the 80s. And um, I am actually now in the, I think, third or fourth class at All Nations Church on Sundays at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. in All Nations Church Room 103. And it has been an awesome experience. We've had people, I've also been, never really done Facebook Live, but then this, yes, last Sunday, I think was my second or third attempt of being on Facebook Live. And we're finally getting it right. And I actually save it. So have mercy on me because it's just my first attempt and my second attempt and my third attempt. Eventually we'll get it refined and get it down well. But it's also on Facebook Live if you want to look me up, um, Edith Davis. I also will put it on um, the blog that I've had since 2009, Into the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. And you can find it on Apple Podcasts, right? On the Apple Podcast platform. So why is this so important? Is because there's going to be a great wealth transfer. Just ask um, Mr. Van Jones. He just received $100 million grant from Mr. Bezos right after he stepped off of his, I'm sure it was life altering experience of being up in upper outer space. And he gave him a hundred million dollars to basically use any way he see fit because he, um, looked at him as a new initiative called, I think it's called Courage and um, Civility or something like that. And he admired um, Mr. Jones on how well he was able to be have a different of opinion with someone, but still treat people with respect, treat people with dignity, not try to tear people down or 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 do things to win your argument that is humiliating and denigrating to others. And so because um, Mr. Van Jones was a man of, I guess, integrity and a man who was a man of civility and basically tried to te- treat people with respect and kindness, that really um, made an impression on Mr. Bezos and so he was just recently awarded $100 million. This is an example of the great wealth transfer. Um, Mr. Andreas, I think, I don't can't recall his last name, but he's a chef. And he has an initiative where he goes out in disaster areas and 
basically provides food and sustenance uh, sustenance to people who need it in times of crises. He also has been awarded $100 million, another example of the great wealth transfer. It is coming. And the Holy Spirit, the Father, and Christ Jesus has asked me to try to prepare the people, to try to prepare the Bride of Christ for the great wealth transfer. Of course, one of the foundational things um, for the great wealth transfer is to be a tither, which means 10% off the top first and um, offerings as well. And so what people need to understand is, is that Daddy God Yuhei Vahe is very, very, very strong and takes very seriously the principle of being first. But he, it has to be out of love, not begrudgingly, not, not out of fear or in the sense of you're afraid that you're going to get punished if you don't put God first. It is for your benefit because when you acknowledge God as first, then you have the blessings and the protection of the Father. And it's only tithing is, I wouldn't say the only, but tithing is one of the few areas where you can show God beyond a, a shadow of a doubt that He's first. Every time you get that paycheck, Every time you get something special coming in out of nowhere, giving God 10% off the top out of love, not out of fear, out of love, cheerfully, not begrudgingly, basically is the way you can prove to God that He is first. And of course, like any good parent, um, Daddy Guy Yuhei Vahe has basically been a great parent in modeling what he wants his children to do. And what I mean by that is, is that God tithed. He gave Christ Jesus, his only begotten son. He sowed him into this world so that he could reap the entire world because God wants a family. He wants a family. And Jesus, the Christ, our Lord and Savior, loved his, the Father so much that he wanted to give him his heart's desire. And so by giving up his blood for us, giving his body to take the whipping and the scourging that we should have had, enable him to give, to qualify Every man, woman, and child that's ever been born and, and will ever be born on planet Earth to have the opportunity to be a child of God and to come under Him as their Lord and Savior, thereby enabling them to spend eternity with Daddy God, you the Father, with our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, and with Lord God Ruhakadash, Lord God Holy Spirit. 
So it's been an awesome, awesome um, class, and we have we're following um, Mr. Dr. Robert Morris' book, um, "The Blessed Life," and it is important that we understand that there's going to be qualifications for the great wealth transfer. For one thing, even if you get it and you don't have it broken off the back of mammon from your life, you're not going to keep it very long. So it is a very, very powerful thing to be prepared for the great wealth transfer. The other thing we had discussed in our class and, you know, um, Dr. Fields was one of our one of my students in the class, you know, made it clear that we should be tithing gross, not net, even though I say that's that's an option. But she's right in the sense of that if you truly want to make God first, then you tithe gross because, you know, I was saying that, well, you got to make sure you tithe off of your income tax if you um, do net. But. Let's just say, like Dr. Phil said, what if you don't get an income tax? Then you haven't, you know, put God first. And and one of the criterions, one of the criterions for putting God first is that it has to be in faith because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to have enough money to cover everything. You don't know whatever you give, if, if you're going to have a, enough left over for yourself and your friend. You don't know. You're, you are telling God, you are first, and I trust you so much that you will redeem, that you will take care of me as far as the rest. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't be good stewards. We need to have a budget. And we need to be good stewards. But one of the things that my pastor, Pastor Yvonne, who was also at this Bible study class this past Sunday, said that one of the things it does help is it helps you prioritize. And you can really identify what is really important, right? And I think that we are all looking for more clarity and understanding of what is really important. And I think that the COVID um, epidemic really crystallized and made clear to people what is really important. Family, friends, relationships. And I think this is why these two men won the $100 million grant from Mr. Bezos is because they truly care about others. All of their initiatives are about helping others, feeding others, enabling others to get free from prison. And I noticed that uh, Mr. Jones has a STEM program and the Dream, I think it's called the Dream program. And so I'm anybody has a contact with them, I have this, a STEM program called the Microspiral Methodology. And this Microspiral Methodology, what's awesome about it is that it helps overcome absenteeism 
and loss of instructional time, which is critical for having a successful um, academic success with your students, if you can get a handle on absenteeism and loss of instructional time. Um, the other thing about it is so powerful that, you know, the sciences and mathematics, uh, the, they're pretty heavy-duty concepts. And if we can get people to, A, understand it, retain it, and then be able to retrieve it and apply it to extrapolate and solve new problems, we've basically achieved our, our objective for education or why we educate people, right? So I wanted to once again say that that is also um, very important in preparing for the great wealth transfer. God is going to give us witty ideas. He's going to give us inventions and witty ideas. And we need to cultivate that. And we must be qualified and we must prepare ourselves for this great wealth transfer. Are you going to be ready if someone gives you a hundred million dollars? I know that I've got some more hard work to do. And what I mean by hard work, meaning you got to dig up um, mis misinformation, false teachings, false doctrines, um, like the, doc, the false doctrine of the poverty man, mentality and the prosperity mentality. We are provision. We should be provision mindset. And we need to understand that God, our provider, and we need to be good stewards. If you're a good steward, then you can be a good giver because you have stewarded your finances properly. You've budgeted your finances properly. I never forget, oh, early in my um, walk with the Lord, he taught me about, in Proverbs, there's about a story about the ant, about the rock badger, about the locust and the spider. And I've been trying to become a spider, but the way it works is, first you have to become an ant. You have to become a saver, Right. And so you incrementally save over time. And then the next thing you need to do is you need to become a rock badger. Okay, so what does a rock badger do? They, they build, they build their homes in fortified, um, mountains in, in, around, you know, so they, so what does that mean in layman terms for us? is that we don't have high electric bills. We don't have high um, telephone bills. We don't have um, a lot of wasted money going to frivolous things. We're very good stewards of our money. I, one of the things I really admired from my former husband, Warren Davis, and it was the Davis household thing. It was not, it was not, it's not how much, it's not important how much money you make. It's how it's important how much money you can keep. So yeah, that was really good. So you have to be like a rock badger. You don't, you can't have your money just being just like water going through you unless it's like God telling you to give it away to various places. And God is going to make sure that he takes care of you and your household. So, but 
the next um, thing, my step is then you become like the locust, which is advancing in the earth. So you get promotion. You get promoted, right? And then, and then we move on to the next stage, which is the spider, which is where you skillfully use your hands to create wealth, such as like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and Booker T. Washington and Mary Cloud Bethune and George Washington Carver, right? So, Madam Walker, you should skillfully use your hand like the spider so you are creating wealth, right? Creating wealth with your hands, but you also have to be a good steward. You have to be able to be able to protect the monies that you make and be um, utilize them the way the Lord wants you to utilize them to to help various people. Having money in a strategic position and a strategic point in time is more important than having a lot of money. A lot of people have made their fortunes by having money at the right place at the right time, strategic time, such as the people that invested in Amazon when I think it was in 2008 or something like that when the stock uh, went down to $10 a share and some people jumped on those shares. Hmm. Wish you had them now, don't you? So you got to be able to be able to discern and be able to understand and realize that you have to be a good steward. You need to be like an ant. You need to be like the rock badger. You need to be like the lotus, locust advancing in the earth and to eventually be what? To be like the spider where you create wealth. It's, it's been really interesting to um, share these insights and understandings of how to prosper, how to be prepared for the great wealth transfer and understand that the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, the Washingtons, Booker T. Washington and so forth and so on, these individuals had a, a really good understanding of how to steward the wealth that God gave them. And you will not be receiving the wealth transfer if you are not a tither. Because one of the fundamental spiritual laws about tithing, that God has to be first, a principle of first, is that if you're not a tither, then you're open to the accursed earth, right? And Satan's whole job is to steal the word of God from you to kill and destroy every aspect of your life that he can and to destroy you, to totally demolish you. I mean, that's what he's all about. And so if you don't have the word to fortify you, to protect you, you it doesn't matter how much money you make. Um, there was um, a man I heard about who won, um, I guess, a major lottery or something like that. And a few days later, he was hit by a car and killed. So it's not about some. You got to be very careful and understand 
that even God, he doesn't have money in heaven, even though the streets are made of pure gold, they're translucent, the the gates are full of um, precious stones and jewels, sapphires and rubies and emeralds and things like that. But it's about the power to get wealth. That's what God does for us, and he gives us favor. One day of favor can just take over a whole lifetime of labor, right? So we must have the favor of God. And and the favor of God is, is so important in being prepared for the great wealth transfer. One of the interesting things that is coming up in the teachings is that is we're trying to figure out why is it so hard for people to tithe? Why? What is the issue? What is the problem? And I would have to say the number one issue is trust. We don't trust God to take care of us. And some people, and this is another doctrine that's um, God helps those who helps themselves. A lot of people think that that's in the Bible, but it's not. It's a saying from Benjamin Franklin, right? So God helps those who are dependent on Him. God helps those who accept His Son, Christ Jesus, as their Lord and Savior. God helps those who when they're weak, he is strong, right? When they are poor, he is rich on their behalf. So it is critical that we understand how it all really works. Yes, you need to be a good steward. Yes, you don't need to be wasteful. Yes, God talks about money and provisions and things like that more than he talks about prayer and faith. Those are important. Why? Because we need resources in order to do our Father's business, in order to do the things of the kingdom of God. And as I reflect on that, the story that was really powerful that, you know, um, Robert, Dr. Robert Morris used as an illustration was... God left his wife here, the church, and he asked everyone to take care of her. And he actually provided $1,000 to one person, $1,000 to another person, and $1,000 to another person. And he just said, just make sure that you send my wife 10%. So God gives you $1,000. All you got to do is give him one give her his wife one hundred while he's gone, so that she you know will have the things that she needs. And what happens? <laughs> one guy does exactly what God says and gives a hundred dollars, which is good. He God asked him to give a hundred. He gave a hundred. The second person gives what? Nothing. Zero. So nothing. Got the whole thousand dollars kept the whole thousand dollars for for themselves. And then the third person gives the wife 20%, gives her $200, right? 
Why? Because he knows that 10% is probably not enough. And she might have some incidentals, some things that she might need, right? So as time goes by, years and years and years and years go by. And thank God for the person that gave the 10% being obedient. And thank God for the person that's giving 20%, $200. Because if it was dependent on the person who gave zero, the bride would be destitute and not have food and things that she needs. Um, and so the husband comes back, Christ Jesus, from his trip, and he goes and checks with his bride, and he sees that the one person was faithful and gave exactly 10%, and he was so happy and pleased, and then he saw that the other individual took all the money that he gave him. It was never that man's money or that woman's money that he, God gave it to them. It was, it was his money and all he asked him to do was take care of his bride, but he literally kept it all because in his or her mind, it was their money. And then the, and he really was happy with the person who gave to, to, 20% or, you know, $200, right? So guess what happens? <laughs> you know, you know it. The one that gave 10%, he continued giving him $1,000 because he was faithful in doing that. The person that used his money for themselves and didn't even take care of his bride, honey, <laughs> he's out on his keister looking for somewhere, looking for food and clothing for himself. God's not giving him nothing because he can't trust him, right? And then the person that gave 20%, God says, I'm going to give you $5,000. Why? Because I can trust you to go above and beyond what's needed. And, and that's exactly what is happening and what is soon to happen in the body of Christ. Because 80% or more of Christians don't even tithe and don't have the benefit of tithe. And it has nothing to do with the Old Testament. Tithing, first fruits, firstborn, they're all tied in the, the eternal principle of God must be first. The eternal principle of God must be first. Where are you? Are you the one that's giving 10%? That's good. Are you the one giving nothing? That's not good. Are you the one that's giving 20%? It's going to be an accounting. There's going to be an accounting of what you have done with what God has given you. And I have been really reflective on this because it's not just about money. You know, as I said before, in my class, we talked about um, your time. Your time is very important. And it's also something that God gives us. He gives us our time. We have a set number of days on this earth. And some people honor God by going to church on Sunday and worshiping God, giving God their first fruit, their first hours of the, of the new day. 
going to church and worshiping the one and only true God, Yuhei Daddy God, Yuhei Lord God Christ Jesus, Lord God Ruhakadash, Lord God Holy Spirit. And guess what? Their whole day, their whole week is blessed, right? Because it follows the first fruit principle, where some people begin there, they sleep in, um, watch football, whatever they want to do on um, basketball or baseball or whatever they want to do on um, Sunday. And what ends up happening is they start their day on Monday. So they're worshiping the almighty dollar, right? But guess what? I want you to speak to that dollar when, when you get the diagnosis for cancer. I want you to speak to that dollar, that, that, those dollars when your, when your child and your, and your, um, children are in need or there's some crisis in your life, right? <laughs> Money is not always the answer. And then there are some people that so, they think the beginning of the week is the weekend when they go and party on Friday or Saturday. That's their beginning. So they worship the God of recreation. Or some people worship the God of sports, Super Bowl, um, basketball, baseball, right? Guess what? <laughs> Try to talk to some of those, those false gods and see how they help you out when in times of trouble. So it is very important that you take a, a, a look at your heart, open up your checkbook, look at what, what are you worshiping, what is important to you, and you will see wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. If your treasure is with football and baseball and sports industry, that's where your heart is. Is your treasure going out and partying? Is your treasure going to worship? To worship the one and only true God who gives us everything, including the air in our lungs that we have right now. Think about it. I don't want to end this broadcast without saying Romans 10.9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, with Dr. Edith Davis. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be.